Growing up, Whoa. we hardly got ice cream. We had, we had no snacks, dirt poor. We never got anything. Ice cream so, is cheap. No, it doesn't matter. Even, no, 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 anything matter. you got to freeze, nigga, no, that's no, rich people nothing. desserts. <laughs> <laughs> you need a, you need you a cool it. <laughs> oh, that's rich people food. Right. <laughs> well, my stepdad married my mom, and we got the second freezer in the garage. Oh, that's oh, the oh, You would have thought I had a Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't wait to, to see, well, both of you, actually. Uh-huh. Guess what I tried the other day? Black pussy. going on everybody this uh coronavirus is getting scarier by the day i remember saying when this thing first hit i'm thinking it's gonna hit every country then it's gonna hit every state in the united states of america then it's gonna hit every city then it's gonna hit every town and then we're gonna start knowing people that actually have uh the coronavirus today i talked to my uh my old friend demos I met Demos at K-Rock many, many years ago, and then he moved on to SiriusXM, and uh, you know he was working there when I was working there as well. So he came down with the coronavirus, and we're going to check in on him right now to see how he's doing. LP Radio. Demos, how are you, buddy? I'm doing way better now, thanks. Way better, but for a while, it was scary. Yeah, I mean... Uh, do you mind me asking how old you are? Yeah, I'm 44. I just turned 44, quarantine birthday. And under the circumstances, which is, you know, you know, I feel for people going through this yeah. and have lost people, but I surprisingly had a fantastic birthday. My wife got these fly, uh, these balloons on, like, Etsy because you can't get a deliveries for anything. Yeah. And she blew them all up. She hung them up. And then uh, she made me that, you know, the Momofuku uh, birthday cake, birthday cake. She made it. Oh, wow. I couldn't taste it. It was the irony. And then she, oh, and she also had uh, trick candles yeah. as I was getting better, so I couldn't blow it out. It was, I'm trying to blow them out. I'm going into, like, a coughing fit. Um, I was like, what kind of prank is this? Do you want to take care of me for another two and a half weeks? <laughs> oh, my God. She secretly hates you. It, you uh, yeah. you're, you're recovering from the coronavirus, and she gets you a birthday cake where you got to blow out the candles. That's, that's the torture. I, I, I know. I mean, it's hysterical. I love it. At first, she didn't. I mean, she's one of those people that like, she never believes if I'm sick. She doesn't want me to be sick. Yeah. So when we were at that restaurant, I was, uh, I, I was at this restaurant March 12th. It was a Thursday. And I'd kind of had the sweats earlier that week. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, I had to keep taking a uh, weird walk places and I'd have to change shirts. Like, kind of gross. Yeah. I just thought, hey, I don't think I'm sick. I'm just, you know, I've just got the sweats or whatever. I go to this place downtown and it has an, like a nice uh, bread with oil it's kind of oil that gives you a little bit of kick yeah but i'm surprised I'm like, i can't taste this right but i have no idea at the time that it's a sign of corona so i dip the bread in the oil 
I'm eating the bread, and I start choking. And my and I'm going and I'm giving like the sign that I'm choking to my wife, and she's stunned. Like she's just, again, she hates me. Yeah. She's she's not. She's frozen. Like she can't. <laughs> and so I give myself the Heimlich maneuver, you know, which I haven't done since you know in high school. I give myself the Heimlich maneuver, and as as the bread pops out, my voice, my breath goes. Ugh! Like like the show The Walking Dead, like one of those zombies, but it was worse. Like you were the lead singer of a, a death metal band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you ready? Yeah. Like when we played corn when we were younger. <laughs> oh my are you ready? By the way, the corn documentary is amazing. I know I know I just went off topic. You've seen it, right? No. Oh, I no, I haven't seen it yet. I got something to put on my list. It, I would love to see that. It's the dude that uh, I forgot all their names at this point, which is sad because back in the day when we were at AF, the only station that really rocks, and uh, you know that station's no longer with us. But when right. me and Anthony were in Boston, you know we were doing some of the first interviews with Corn and really got to know those guys. Oh, you played you played them before everybody because remember you know I did the whole circuit AF, FNX, BCN. Yeah, you played Corn. And I think it was Godsmack way before everybody else. You know, way before. you ever hear my Godsmack story? No, what is it? We'll get to your silly coronavirus in a second, but now you're giving me good material here for the podcast. <laughs> so we're at, uh, we're at AAF, and Sully, you know, was uh, uh, bumming around Boston for many, many years with all sorts of bands and always did well, but didn't have that success yet. And he would be uh, coming into me and Anthony's show and hang out a lot. He really enjoyed our afternoon show up at AAF. And one day he's at, at uh, I forgot, a music store doing some kind of drumming thing. And, you know, AF was there. We were promoting it. And uh, he was just known as more of, you know, a, a local musician that people knew. And on the way out, he goes, hey, Ope, this is my uh, new music. And he gives me a no. CD. You know the deal where every band hands you a CD, right? You listen to it? Well, here's So I'm with my, fr- <laughs> so I'm with my friend Jay. Uh, who's now in L.A. He's my good friend. We we met in Boston, and he actually helped out with the ONA show uh, a lot back in the day. He was a really good writer. To this day, a very good writer. Um, very funny. Anyway, I wanted to make him laugh, so we're driving back. Uh, I, I lived in Wellesley at the time, and we were up north somewhere, I think in uh, New Hampshire or whatever. And uh, we were going over a bridge, and I had a sunroof. And I took the CD that Sully gave oh. me. And I threw it straight up in the air to the side a little bit, and it splashed in the uh, in the river. We were crossing a bridge. I, oh my god! I did it just to make my buddy Jay laugh, you know, and he laughed hysterically. Okay, it's still funny that visual. Yeah, but he was like, "I can't believe you did that." And you know, my my thinking is, you know, I'll get another CD from Sully and all that. But I I, I was always going for the shock, you know, crap back then. So fast forward, he also gives the CD to Rocco, who is the night guy. And hey, it's Rocco. Hey. God rest his soul. God yeah. rest his soul. Yeah, you remember Rocco. Hey. hey, Rocco. Yeah, exactly. I'm related to Opie. He's my <laughs> older brother. <laughs> right. So Rocco also got the CD, and he was doing nights. And he, to his credit, he put um, Godsmack on the radio that night. And, and the rest wow. is history. And over the years, Sully and Godsmack credit Rocco for really uh, kickstarting their career by playing the music first in Boston. And that could have been me and Anthony, but stupid, stupid me. I I wanted to like uh, shock my buddy Jay and I threw it out the window and and it has to be said that I'm a huge Godsmack uh, fan to this day. So yeah, they're great. And and we, they used to do shows for us in uh, K-Rock too. I mean, that was, 
They were fantastic. I mean, I think they still are. They're still together. Yeah, they are. They had to just, you know, like everybody else, they had to cancel a tour. But the corn documentary is great. It's the guy that uh, found Jesus and quit the band to raise his daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, his journey and, and there was some ups and some major downs, even when he thought he was doing the right thing by, you know, leaving corn uh, to get his shit together and to raise his daughter. And his daughter's all sorts of fucked up and she becomes a oh. cutter and all this stuff. And then... Fast forward, there's a very happy ending. Uh, I'm not giving it away because people uh, know. Yeah, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to check this out. No, 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 but I'm not giving it away because people know that he, uh, you know, he joined back up with the band and he's been with them for a while now. But it's a great documentary. I forgot the name of it offhand, but anyway. Yeah, no, I'll find the corn documentary. That'd be fun. I mean, I wish I still played a little bit more on the heavier side of rock. Like my radio show now, I mean, it's called The Spectrum, which is fantastic, and I love that I play Spectrum yeah. Rock all these different decades. And up to the new stuff, I'm loving. Like, you know, we have like the new Killers right now. Yeah. There's other artists like, uh, they give me, let me do this thing called The Shortlist where I play these new songs, and it's, it's just fantastic. But I don't get to play, you know, I like more rock. Like, when I get a rock song, I'm really excited, but... Yeah, I don't get to play a lot of the rock as much as I used to. Well, here's the compliment. So when I was at Sirius XM, I, I didn't listen to a lot of music channels. I listened to the Pearl Jam station and I listened to uh, Spectrum and I and I probably heard you more than any other. You know, I don't want to call you a DJ because you're more than that at uh, oh, thank Sir, you, Sirius thank XM. You. But, you know, when they let me go, they got rid of my VIP accounts. And uh, so uh, I don't really want to pay for it out of principle. But every once in a while, I do uh, I do catch you. Every once in a while, I'll, you know. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. When I got fired the first time, because yeah. I got laid off when the mer with the merger, yeah. they turned off all my radios like that. I was like a full-time employee. I helped build that thing. And I was all six radios gone immediately. Right. <laughs> I, I look back at Sirius XM now, you know, fondly. Trust me, you know, I've, I've, yeah, of course, I, I have more than moved on. But uh, it was so funny when I got, I got fired. I'm like, dude, I made you billions of dollars. Me and Anthony made oh, you billions. We were the big oh. show, and you're turning my shit off immediately just to make it hurt <laughs> more. I, and also, like, who, who keeps track of us to turn it off? But I mean, it is pretty. I mean, I'm, I'm sure when I get fired again, my radio will be turned off immediately, but hopefully I'll try not to this time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> keep, so, and keep the keep the gigs. I mean, I am having a blast doing it, and the community has just been fantastic. But um, it, it's it's funny. Like, I mean, we get, you know, we've been fired from so many of the gigs. Like, we, I didn't get fired from AF. You did. Right. I didn't get fired from FNX or BC. I got K-Rock right. uh, fired, hired, rehired. Serious, fired, rehired. Yep. And we met at K-Rock officially, right? No, we met at uh, AF, remember? Was it AF? Oh, oh, see, oh my God. In this intro, I, I said uh, uh, K-Rock. At AF, holy shit. Because I yeah. saw you so much. So you said AF. No, yeah, I, we I saw you so much in New York that for some reason, <laughs> in my memory, I started thinking that we met in New York. No, you're right. Oh, my God. Well, you really came through for me in New York because when we were younger at AAF, I, I was 18 years old and I got hired at that full-time job at AAF. Right. And I remember when they took my license to get me an ID, they didn't realize how old I was and they're like, oh, my God. So I kind of, you know, I was working in production with Chuck, and I, and I would do, a, you know, a tiny bit of on air, whatever you guys wanted. But I remember you guys would call me like alternative boy, and I was like, oh. And and at first I didn't realize that I was great radio. I'd come in and I'd yell, I'd be upset. I'm like, why do these guys dislike me? Right. And and then as I left, you you called me one day. And you're like, I've been listening to you, and we're in New York now. If you ever need anything, yeah, I'm here for you. And I was kind of like shocked. I was like, really? And uh, I came to New York. We stayed in touch, and actually, when I was having problems at K Rock, 
you came through for me. They got offered me a job at NEW, which was, I mean, just yeah. so huge. And it actually got me, K-Rock's like, oh, no, after that, they're like, we're not letting you go. They gave me a promotion because of that. So, I mean, really, I can't thank you enough for, you know, being there for me and just, you know, staying in touch all these years. And, and you know, you're, you're one of the good guys because I've been, uh, you know, I've had my ups and downs. And I, I could sure. I can make a list of the people that have always been there and others that, you know, quickly turn their back because I, I couldn't help them anymore. But uh, Demos, holy shit. I mean... I've known you for so long that I just started yeah. thinking that I, I, I knew you from, you know, K-Rock in New York. I, of course I remember you from AF now that you said that. Holy fuck. <laughs> you asked me earlier, you're like, how old are you? I was like 44. Yeah. I was 18 or 19 with that job at AF. Yeah, we're talking 25 years ago. And when you said 44, I didn't really hear anything else for a while because I'm like, this motherfucker looks too good for 44. <laughs> I started getting mad. Thank you. I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to get mad. I was hoping you were going to say, you know, I'm 35, 38. 35. <laughs> right. But anyway, and, and for the people listening to the podcast, uh, um, you know, if they haven't noticed, uh, I, I'm going to say it anyway because it'll make the rest of this podcast fun. You sound a lot like Jimmy Fallon when you're on the phone. Really? Yes. I'll take that. It's so I'll take weird. It. This episode of the Opie Radio podcast, sponsored by Omax Cryo Freeze. Go to Omax, O-M-A-X, OmaxHealth.com. Enter the code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off cryo-freeze and everything else on their site. And as you know, living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. And many of our listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. I know that with my very bad lower back. Enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On, developed by Omax Health. This non-prescription triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. This 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to 8 hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. And that is the truth, my friends, because I'm using the cryo-freeze on my lower back. Listen up. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. This discount also applies toward any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today. Enter code OPIE, O-P-I-E. That is O-M-A-X, omaxhealth.com. Enter the code OPIE to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. And it's easy. Simply roll it over wherever it hurts and ice out the pain. No messy creams or horrible fragrances. CryoFreeze works within 10 minutes of application, improving physical training, recovery, and performance. And I'm telling you, this product is the real deal. So go to omaxhealth.com, enter the code OPIE to get 20% off. Welcome aboard, Omax. Welcome aboard. All right, back to the story. So you're in the restaurant. You do the bread. You can't oh, really yeah. taste. You start I'm choking. I'm freaking choking. I give myself the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. Everybody's horrified me because of this gasping noise I'm making. And I run to the front of the like, restaurant. I, I, everyone's freaking. And I could tell they were getting really uncomfortable. And I'm trying to catch my breath. And the delivery guy comes up to me and he's like, do you want some water? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll take some water. Thank you. Yeah. So I drink some water. As I'm coming back. 
people looking at me a little strange, like I'm a corona zombie, and I'm just telling, and I'm just trying to be cool, I'm like ah, I was just choking, don't worry about it, like I was just choking. Little did I know those looks they were giving me were correct. I didn't know I had corona at the time, and I and I just didn't, and I just kind of thought ah, you know, I got a little bit of fever, and then the, it jumped to like 101, maybe the next day, and then by the weekend it jumped to 1026, and at that point I couldn't think as much, and then this is where the problem happened. It was a Friday. I started really feeling it around like four o'clock on a Friday. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't. I, I couldn't get enough. Oh, I got go a little bit of a breath in, and then I would cough so much more out. And then it, and it kept staying like that and getting worse. And then it would cough more out. And then some sort of thing that my body kept doing like was wheezing. My friend. I mean, talk about lucky, lucky life. One of my best friends is a doctor, and he's he's talked to me and he's like, "You have coronavirus." He's like, "He goes this." He's you know my sister. He saw me during, you know, during the week. He's like, you have it. I got to get you these prescriptions. And he got me like the Z-Pack. I don't know how you say it, azorodicimin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he got me Plaquenil. At the time, Plaquenil, or I don't know if it is now, really hard to get. He gave me Plaquenil, Z-Pack, and an asthma inhaler. And um, the second I took Plaquenil, which is that malaria drug, yeah. my temperature went from 1 to 2, 6, maybe like an hour later, to 101, like 2 or something. I can't remember what exactly what it was. And the only problem was my, my blood oxygen was really low because he gave me a meter to use. And uh, he goes, your, your blood oxygen goes one more lower. You go to the hospital immediately. And, um, and he didn't want me to go to the hospital because he said that I could get more sick. And, uh, and, I, and I'm just so grateful that he got my prescription. Um, my wife was fantastic. I don't really me- remember the two weeks. I, I did do a week of shows where I couldn't really catch my breath. So I did speed breaks, which is, is, you know, a little bit unlike me. I, sometimes I park and talk a bit, yeah. but I did speed breaks as we're, you know, broadcasting from home. And then, uh, luckily, uh, started feeling a little bit better and then, you know, breathing well. And then the sense of taste and smell that has taken a lot longer. I mean, for, as I said, for my birthday, I couldn't really taste the cake. I've lost like 13 pounds Jesus. and, uh, I still don't have a good sense of smell, but I got a little bit of a taste, like meaning salt and sugar. Right, but if you know you're going to give me like chocolate chip ice cream or something like that, I don't think I could taste all that. Wow. Yeah, it's still like that. So that's like you know, say I don't know, March 9th, we'll say. Yeah. To now. So you're a month so, into it. But I, what's that? I'm cool now, though. I mean, I feel I feel good. Yeah. You know, I'm walking around. I got my color back in my face. Yeah. Wow, that's that is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the weird thing is, I saw online that uh, it was your birthday, and I just. <laughs> I wished you a happy birthday, and I had no idea why, you know, I mean, people always reach out to you, but it, it seemed like, you know, more people than usual were reaching out to you, and then, you know, you DM me or whatever, and and then I found out you had, a, you know, coronavirus. I was just I was just reaching out because it was your birthday. I had no idea at the time, <laughs> you know, because like I said, I'm not on the uh, the Sirius XM these days, so I can't listen right, to right. Demos on the spectrum, but... um. Oh my God! How scared were you, man? It sounded like you were I, getting. I was horrified because I couldn't believe. Like, is this how I'm gonna go? Like, is this is this real? Like, because at first I felt like I was in so much control over, you know, just being having a temperature. Yeah. And then it just happened fast. Like, and you know, the the breathing that is. Like, you know, I I, I guess I had the warning signs. I just didn't. 
I just, I took it seriously. I just didn't think it would, you know, no, I just don't think anyone probably thinks this will happen to you. Right. And, and um, and do you know how you got it or, you know, were nah, you, were, no were idea. You, I mean, they, you know, I know that sounds stupid, but I mean, were you, uh, were you going to shows or were you? Yeah, of course I was going to work You know, everyone stopped working. Uh, I think it was the first week of March. Like everyone was already out of the office. I still go yeah. in because I like, I like seeing friends. Of got course. A, you know, I, I got a great group of people that I'm buddies with. Nice. I like, I mean, part of work is, you know, when you have this kind of job, Part of work is seeing and being inspired by entertaining people, and yeah. Uh, so I was going into the office all the time, and of course I fist bumped the homeless people on the way because I'm an <laughs> idiot. No longer going to do that. But um, yeah, I, I was cleaning the the, the the studios thoroughly, and then they just gave me a home system, and I was just like, oh man. Yeah. They're like, and and I was, and then I said I was doing walks, and I started sweating a lot, and. See and that I, I couldn't taste things, but I still didn't you know, really put it together until I, until I started getting really sick. That um, that's the scary part about this coronavirus because uh, you know there were so many people walking around with this in New York before anyone truly had a clue and was paying attention to the media coverage on this whole thing. Um, oh yeah. What we left New York City, uh, I think we're about a month now. We left about a month ago. And where are you right now? I'm way out east on Long Island. I'm, That's what I thought, I'm, yeah. I'm fortunate that I have another place I could stay. So uh, we're here, and I don't think we're coming home anytime soon. Nope. I actually had to go into the city to get bills and a couple things from the apartment. Um, and I went basically in the middle of the night. I saw one guy, um, the doorman at my building, and I talked to him quickly, and he said, uh, I'm the only one working. Like, they pretty much told the staff to, you know, not come in. So so they're down to maybe one guy when there's usually, God, oh, there yeah. has to be eight or nine guys walking around my building. It's a pretty big building. Down to one guy. I go, so how many uh, people still live in the building? He said, he said, Greg, you, you know, he calls me Greg. He said, yeah. uh, Greg, uh, I, would, I would say maybe 10% of the people are still here. He said at least 90% of the people left and and they're all saying we're not coming back and and we're in that category and, and it doesn't mean we're safe out here obviously because a lot of new yorkers have been coming this way with the coronavirus you know some most not knowing they even have it and they're you know right. going in and out of everything because you know we only really started taking this whole thing seriously what a couple weeks ago as a nation yeah and and, and that same buddy of mine who's a doctor who uh who um got me the medicine he told me weeks before he, he's like coronavirus is here we already have two cases uh, in in the greenwich village lennox hill hospital yeah and i actually recently spoke to the director of that hospital and he said everybody's been chipping in everybody from like you know security all different doctors farms everyone's been they took the whole fourth floor and turned it into a covid floor because families are now going to start this is the unfortunately like the next wave yeah. is families and it's going to get into a weird ethical question where you have a family of six coming in, and you have four ventilators, for oh example, you give it to the youngest, the oldest, right. status, what, who gets it? It's, 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 it's gonna, the next couple of weeks, we gotta take it even, you know, just as seriously, or even more so, because um, I heard these next couple of weeks are really important with fighting it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. So how do you, what was your worst uh, day while you were going through this and fighting this? Uh, it was a weekend. I mean, I mean, it was, uh, it was that weekend, I'll never forget it, because I just couldn't, um, I just, you know, again, I just couldn't breathe. And I mean, I, I was hot and like, sh- the problem is like, when you can't breathe, uh, you know, you just, you're just so weak Yeah. and, uh, and you can't really think, can't, I mean, and it's, that was, you know, the scary part. And I, I just, I just couldn't, you know, it was, it was almost like disbelief that it was, 
it advanced so quickly. Right. But I feel, again, if it wasn't for that medicine and then my wife having to take care, I, I really don't know what would, I don't want to be dramatic, but I mean, I think that I definitely could have died. Right. And oh my God. Uh, it was, it was strange. Right. And it still is. Like, I, I still wear a mask when I go out. Sure. Like, my neighborhood downtown, New York City, like downtown, it is all boarded up. There's hardly anybody on the street except for totally crazy people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, if I go to the bodega to grab some, you know, some food, we, you know, we go out once a day, mask, gloves. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, well, we still got to be so careful. And, and, and everything's boarded up down here. It's, it's a, it's a uh, it's it's a strange sight to see. Yeah, I, I mean, driving into New York City, you know, middle of the night. Uh, yeah, same thing. The only people out were yeah the crazies. They were all wearing masks. And then the next day before I left, I luckily I only saw that one person the entire time I was in the city getting some stuff from my uh, my. I'm calling it my old apartment at this at this point because I, <laughs> right. I, I don't well, know. Yeah, I, I don't know when we're we don't be know back. what's going on, man. Right? I mean, it's like yeah. You're, I've heard that these next couple of weeks are really important, which is obvious. But the thing is. Uh, you know, we, you, you, you hear longer and then you hear when the warmer weather and then you hear for a worry about another wave. We, we really don't know. Like I've been, I've been talking to people like, can this strain come back and get me? No one knows. That's why I wear the masks and stuff still. Oh. Like how come other people have breathing problems like me and other people have nothing? Yeah. Like my wife hasn't gotten anything. She is picture of health. Did she uh, test positive? Well, we never got tests. I mean, that was the right, right. because we got it so early. There really weren't tests back then. Yeah. And um, I mean, we will definitely take the test. And I did sign up at Mount Sinai to donate plasma. Like I filled out all the information. Oh, nice. And I think. I think. But obviously, I'm just some guy who took the pills. I think Plaquenil and Z-Pak work for me. Right. I hope it works for others. But there has to be some sort of shot. There has to be some sort of cure. Yeah. I mean, how long are we going to stay at home? I I don't know. I mean, I I, I mean, uh, I I didn't really want to get political, but. We, uh, I don't think we shut down the country in time. So I, oh, no. I, I think no that they're saying the next two weeks is going to be really bad. I think, unfortunately, the next month at least is going to be really, really bad. Yeah. And then yeah. hopefully after that, you know, we could start seeing a decline in uh, people, you know, dying from this, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, this, it's just like, you know, there's been, you know, some rock stars that have passed and there's you know, acquaintances that have passed to mind. This is a guy at the restaurant and you know, they weren't my best friends, but it's just heartbreaking that this took out people that you know. And I think once you know somebody, yeah. then it really hits home. Yeah. I don't know if everyone takes it so seriously. I, I have some listeners on, or some friends on the Twitter machine that uh, were questioning yeah. if I was really sick. We're oh, questioning God. if this was real. Right. What, I was like, what oh, do you, come on. Yeah, man. what do you have to gain from that? That's crazy. I know. It's like, what do I have to gain? I, 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 I first was like, what do I have to gain? I could get in trouble for this probably talking about it, sure. but I want to be real. Sure. Of course. Uh, know, and that's, I was, that, that was the question I was going to ask you, by the way, but you answered it. I was wondering if your doctor friend told you if you could get this again, because, you know, most are thinking you get this, then you're good. And then uh, they test you for the antibodies. And if you got that in your body, then you could just go back into society and, and go about your business and not worry about this anymore. They don't know. He said when we were talking about it, yeah. the exact words from him were said 90% sure, but that's not enough because i'm not i don't want to risk anyone other people including him because he's on the front line yeah and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna risk him so i wear the mask i, I don't want to i just don't want to risk yeah anything like this there's a guy in my building they ask he goes hey don't take the elevator anymore and i was like and he goes just take the stairs yeah i was like all right man that's cool because i understand they're all afraid of corona yeah <laughs> and the guy which i love he met a woman like right before this all went down yeah just started like dating like the day before 
she moved in. And so he calls her his Corona roommate. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just like, oh, my God. Can you imagine if, they, if that actually works out? And people go, how'd you guys meet? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the greatest story ever. But <clears throat> if they break up, I don't know. I mean, how that works, you know, nah. hang out on the other side of the apartment. Well, I feel bad for all the single people out there that can't. <laughs> totally. Eat, they can't, like, you know, they can't eat ass or suck on the puss no. anymore. <laughs> Their computers oh. are so sick of them right now. And there's no categories left. They're like, I've looked at everything I on know. the Internet. My my single friends, they're you know they're telling me about the FaceTiming and all that, so they're they're doing it virtually. But wow, yeah. you you can't take that chance. That's nuts, no right? That is nuts. But no oh, that's way. that sucks because I thought you had a you know kind of a relief that you got it, you recovered, and and it's pretty much out of the way now. But that's not the case, unfortunately, because no, I'm not I'm not relieved at all. I, I, yeah. I believe I got it until they can until I can get the test until I get some like facts where everyone knows. I'm afraid I haven't seen my elderly parents in so long. I got older neighbors that I'm tight with in the neighborhood. I Skype with them all. I joke with them all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, try and make them laugh. Of course. And, you know, but, the, but the reality is I won't go near any of them because, uh, can you imagine? I mean, he's, you know, it would be horrifying to be able to pass this on to someone. And, yeah. And the idea of, them, if, you know, say you being sick or even worse, uh, I couldn't do that. I had to leave the house today to get groceries. You know, that's, that's just downright horrifying now. At first, yep. it was like, eh, you know, because you're, you're, you're wondering how real this is. Like everybody, everyone has to go through that in their own time, I guess. I, I, I took it pretty seriously pretty early, but still, I, was, I, I wasn't wearing gloves right away and this and that. And uh, now when I leave the house, uh, you know, head to toe, I, I, I put sunglasses on because they're bigger than regular glasses to cover my eyes as much as possible. I got a mask. I got I got uh, gloves and then I put winter gloves over my my plastic gloves. And then I got sanitizer. Wow, you're really going for it. I, I got sanitizer and I just sanitize as I go. I got a little spray yeah. one like tss, tss. so every door before I touch it. Tss, tss. And and yeah. then I get the groceries. It's it, it must have taken me an hour. Uh, I'm taking the items out one by one, taking it out of their packaging even and putting it in Tupperware, cleaning everything yep. I possibly can. And, uh, you know, because you just never know. I feel like when we're in this house, we're safe. But, you know, unfortunately, you run out of food and then you got to go out in the real world where you yeah, see the people yeah, not. The thing, like, and especially with us, like, we have a nice place. That, like, know, we have a tiny fridge. Yeah. Like, so we, we have to we run out every you know, usually. Every day, every other day, and oh and we put on that whole suit, like you were saying. When we yeah. wash everything, yeah. keep the phone clean, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's just because you know, it's yeah, not don't. worth the risk. But I don't know if, about you, but how about your apartment or your house? I feel like there's something strange about this time. On a much lighter note, nobody can keep their house clean. Nobody. Yeah. I know. It's just a mess. Everyone's house that we've been trying. It's the messiest apartment. Everyone's going through this right now. <laughs> I know. Well, we're all eating a lot. Uh, I'm working out as much as I can, but I, I think the eating is uh, winning over the working out. Um, and then, you know, how, how bad is your hair? That, that I mean, <laughs> how bad is you your hair? Every couple should give each other haircuts. Every It's a sign of love. Yeah. And, and you can cut your love's hair, give her bangs, yeah. and then she can cry for... And, ah! I, yeah, could, my wife luckily cut my hair. It looks pretty good. She, oh, she gives damn, the cat a haircut, you. so I was next. Oh, nice, man. I think I'm going to yeah. give my kids the razor and go, have fun, because they're at that age where they'll really enjoy that. I've never had a shaved head, but I think I think I have no choice of this at this point. So. Yeah, this is the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went I went clean shaven. You know, like, as we get older, I kind of leave a little bit of scrub. Like, when you're younger, you have, like, scruffy hair and clean shaven face. Yeah. But as you get older... You have like <laughs> the uh, clean hair and the and the scruff on the face. We got to cut. The old men have to cover that little double chin we grow. <laughs> and 
I, I got so sick, and after all this, and no one seen me. I'm like, I'm shaving this, so I went clean shaven. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. So what's your what's your message for the people out there that are still not taking this seriously? I mean, you're a young guy. Oh. You you weren't in that category that they are, they're all talking about. You know, I think 60 and above is where it starts to get weird. And then you, even if you're 60, 62, they're saying you're going to do just fine, but it's not a definite. But here you are, 44, and you were telling me earlier that you really felt like there was a chance you weren't going to make it. So what do you yeah, have to no, say to I, the people? I did. There's, there's no doubt. And that's why I, I kind of I get mad when I, people see, I see people on the street just kind of walking along together. I mean, there's not you know many of them, but they're just walking around, no mask. It's like, I mean, it's, just, it's insane. Everyone's got to wear the mask. And everyone has to know, put the mask over the bridge of your nose and under your chin. And I know it sounds so stupid, like everyone knows how to put on a mask. No, they don't. Not elderly people. Yeah. Not young people. Yeah. The mask could save your life. Yeah. And also, you could save my life, my parents' life, our friends, your best friend. Because it, we don't know how it gets transmitted, or we don't. We know how it gets transmitted, but you don't know if it could happen to you. And you know, we got to prevent it as much as we can. We know if we wear the gloves, we know if we wear the we wear the uh, mask. It's a way to prevent it, but it's it's exhausting when people aren't, you know, yeah, doing going the right by, thing. Or at least you know, showing respect for other people and caring about other people. That's what it is. It's really a sign of respect putting right. on that mask. What are you What are you doing at home to get get by day after day? I'm lucky I get to do my show from home, and it's been saving me because, as you know, we've uh, a lot of a lot of great people that are involved and listen, and you know, we we write back and forth, and you know, doing the show is fun and hearing the songs, so that really helps me and gets me by. Um, you know, I love to paint, so I try to do a little bit. My wife and actually, <laughs> we've actually been doing. We don't have kids, so we we do funny projects. I don't know if you know this thing called the, you know, the Getty Museum in California. They have this thing called the Getty Museum Challenge, and since everybody's at home you have to recreate, like, a piece of art. So you see this painting of, like, two angels. Right. You know, you and, you and uh, your lover, you and your kid get to, you know, dress up, put some angel wings on, and recreate the painting, and then you hashtag it. And yeah. we've been doing that, and the, the Getty <laughs> Museum liked it. We, it was really funny, and then uh, we did a, a Klimt painting, you know, the kiss. My wife and I, we, we took, you know, cardboard and, we, you know, and, and uh, sheets and put it all together, and it was, like, a really funny picture of us recreating some paintings and then also for my birthday we recreated um tiger king i saw that <laughs> what do you what do you that think awful of- guy joe exotic and uh and she was one of the tigers and she dressed she looked like she was from cats i mean it's you should see the picture they're really oh no uh, I, I i saw it i follow you on all your social media but you said something in there you said that terrible guy joe exotic you, you think he's the worst in tiger king i think all three of them are horrible don't get me wrong i watched that and i loved the whole thing like i know a lot of people don't like it i watched the whole thing and I felt like there was no filler. You could pause it on anybody's interior. In there, yeah. And you can look what everyone's house looks like. And you could be just like, oh, my God, do you see that art on the wall? Yeah. Do you see the chair <laughs> they're sitting on? Like, what is that table? Is that a lion? Like, yeah, what? Right. It was so funny. I mean, I feel like it was just – but everybody, like all three of those cat people – Horrible, just horrible. But the documentary, fantastic. I think uh, Carol Baskin or Baskin, whatever. Ba- killed, Baskin. Uh, ba- Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Uh, she absolutely fed her ex-husband to the Tigers. There's oh, no, I, I think so. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's my that's my two cents. I think I think she did. She seemed creepy. I think that the other guy um, who called himself like the king or whatever he, he wrote in on an elephant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he had his own. Uh, 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 what do you when he cremate when he cremate bodies? Yeah, that. Yeah. And then of course you know Joe Exotic. He they found bones. I mean it's just like oh, yeah. I, these guys they're all it's all horrible and, and and you really wonder did they all go into it with that intention? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. And Jeff Lowe. Let's not forget about him. 
He he stole uh, Joe Exotic. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That, zoo, like, he's, just a, he's just like your scumbag. Looks like. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, they all you know, but and, yeah, you're right, Jeff Lowe. And he uh, he only uh, owns one pair of jeans. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know those those jeans from like 2001, right? <laughs> right With the yeah. weird thing on his butt. Exactly. <laughs> and every T-shirt's an Affliction T-shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the news came out today that they're going to have another episode. What? Yes, one more episode coming out. I think uh, within days. Yes. No, yes. that's fantastic. I mean, I, I bet Joe's going to get like a, a lighter sentence, but still a long one. Right. Um, we've got to find out what's going on with his young husband and his cool car. Yes. Uh, Carol Baskets is probably having a nervous breakdown. Yes. Because they're the closing in. The elephant, I'm going to say he is, he's got more wives. Uh, probably. Hidden all over the country. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Demos, uh, thank you so much for your time. I really, uh, really of appreciate it. Of course, man. It. And thanks for being supportive over the years. And, uh, of course. Uh, it, it's always wonderful hearing from you. And, and thanks for being one, you know, one of those guys. You never yeah. turned your back on me. Even when I, I got nuts and I, I decided yeah. to do a podcast outside Sirius XM, everyone ran away scared. I was at a table with Carl, who's no longer with us, which sucks. Uh, yeah. But uh, you, you were walking into the building and you saw me. You came right over. You were cool. I didn't put you in a bad spot. And then, no, not at all. And then, uh, I don't know if you ever heard the other side of this, but the lawyers at um, – Sirius XM, they called my agent screaming that I was outside doing that. <laughs> oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> and I, well, I mean, I, I kind of, but then you kind of like, like that, uh, you know, I guess that's how it goes. I mean, it, it was, I don't see what you did wrong. You saw some friends. Yeah. You, uh, you were saying nothing but nice things. Oh, no, so. it wasn't bad at all. And uh, honestly, I, I got a hold of Scott Greenstein. I said, Scott, you, you got to tell your lawyers to relax. I wasn't doing anything that you'd be, you know, bothered by, you know? Uh, we, we left on good terms. It's it yeah. No, I figure. So. I figure it. But, uh, yeah. No way. I mean, it is kind of. I you know. I, I kind of wish I took one out of your book on that one. Like any place I've been laid off from or fired, just go back and broadcast right outside. Oh yeah, why not? <laughs> I, and I I, I I have to add that we left on good terms after they paid me every single dollar they owed. Really? Me. Of course. You have to you you have to teach me a lesson in eco- in radio economics then. Oh uh, no, I, I mean honestly, uh, you know uh, Scott Greenstein and uh, you know they did the right thing by. Nah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He does it so, right. Like he's pro. They they uh, they knew. Ah, whatever. I can't talk too much about it. Or I'll get. In no, I know. I'm sure you can. I don't but want you to. Know. It's all good. Demos, thank you so much. Why don't you give out your social media? Uh, you're oh, yeah. definitely a good follow. My Twitter is at Demos Does It. D E M O S Does D O E S It. My Insta is uh, Mark Demos NYC. Yes, and of course, you could hear uh, Demos on the Spectrum on Sirius XM. Thanks, Opie Radio. All right, brother. Uh, I'm I'm so glad you're you're okay. Thank God. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Me too. Stay safe. All right. Later. Hawthorne, what's going on, Hawthorne? It's Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E, and use the promo code Opie to get 10% off your first purchase. It's personalized products for you, my friend. Face cleanser, deodorant, shampoo, body wash, lotions. This is what uh, Hawthorne is all about. You go to their website, Hawthorne.co. You take a little quiz. They ask you about your hair. Do you have the thin hair? Do you have the heavy hair? Do you have the oily hair? Is it a bit on the dry side? And they also do that for your skin type and other things and needs. So I did it for uh, for my hair. I did it for a, uh, a cleanser for my face. 
And I did it for their cologne, and their cologne is awesome. I think I like their cologne the most. You take a quick two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you, one for work and one for play. I got both of them. Totally risk-free, by the way, with free shipping and free returns. Check out Hawthorne for yourself at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E. Use the promo code O-P-O-P-I-E. To get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne. H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E. Hawthorne.co. And use my code Opie to get 10% off your purchase. Hawthorne.co. Hey guys, Creamy Butters reporting live from the apocalypse. Even though I'm home alone today, uh, I still go out to the car to record this. I don't know why. I think it's just creepy being in a big old empty house talking by myself. Let's jump right into it and check in with the pod squad and see how they're coping with the crisis. Okay, Butters, this is uh, JW. I'm stuck in my house with the uh, corona outbreak here in sunny South Carolina. Can't do anything. Uh, I have to work from home, which is okay. Better off than the people that uh, have lost their jobs. So count small blessings. That's JW on Twitter. If I could get him, Vic Henley, and Dick Cox to make a playlist for the apocalypse, I think that would be fucking perfect. Uh, three guys that know music very well. Bill from New Jersey, United States Postal Walker. Let's see it, Bill. Hey, everyone. This is Bill from Jersey on Twitter. I'm at Raider B. Kennedy. Uh, the way I'm coping with this whole situation is by going to work. I'm considered an essential employee because I am a mail carrier in New Jersey. Uh, thank God I don't have to go home and watch the news or anything because I have a six-month-old daughter that watches nothing but nursery rhymes and other songs, so I don't have to deal with it. But I have to deal with the customers out on my route who every day are scared for their lives. This whole thing has everyone in a panic and an uproar and fearing for their lives. Seriously, everyone that I speak to thinks they're going to get coronavirus and they are going to die. And that obviously is just not the case. But I hope everybody else out there is taking care of themselves and doing the right things by staying inside. And I've been a big fan of the Opie Radio podcast for years, for years. I've talked to Opie privately through Instant Messenger, and I've always been a fan of Opie and Anthony and Opie now on the Opie Radio podcast. Next guy, Sergeant Mark Fuzetti. He had the coronavirus. Let's see how he did with it. What's up, everybody from Opie Radio? It's Sergeant Mark here from the Pod Squad. I just wanted to send a little message. I talked to a couple people, but I was sick. Um, my doctors assumed I had the uh, coronavirus. I did not get tested. I didn't need to. I was able to beat it within a few days. It was a little crazy. I've never been that sick before. Um, but all in all, it wasn't that bad. I know a lot of people are very worried and scared. And if you turn on the news and watch any channel, Fox, CNN, doesn't matter. It's the end of the world. It's not. Okay? I am not the healthiest person. I'm overweight. I have crazy back neck problems. Uh, you know, and I was able to kick this thing in less than 48 hours. I woke up on a Thursday two weeks ago, had it um, by Thursday afternoon. Thursday night, I was in bed. I was in bed all day Friday, Friday night. And by Saturday afternoon, <clears throat> I was feeling better enough to where I was able to go outside, cut my grass, and act normal. You know, and I have a daughter who has severe asthma, so we were a little worried about that, but all I did was wipe my house down with Clorox wipes. Um, if anything happens, you're not feeling well, just stick to one little spot in your house, wipe it down, 
uh, heat heat up your sheets and your blankets. That's what I kept doing every couple of days. And I'm back to normal. I was back to normal within a week. Felt a little exhausted, like a little drained energy-wise, but that was because I didn't literally eat for like four days. And I kind of did that on my own, so I would lose some weight. And I did. I lost 25 pounds. Sergeant Mark is out of here. Oh, by the way, you can watch me on 60 Days In, too. The, uh, my episode just there. Got news for you. I am made it. See ya. See? See how cool is that? Even fat people can survive this. Really, really extremely fat people. I bet 25 pounds off of Mark Vizzetti you hardly even fucking notice. Have some fun in this if you can, man. I've been playing some sick fucking Red Dead Redemption. Everybody wants to jump in, uh, butter check on PS4. Let's have some fucking fun, guys. Stay fucking safe. Boo, 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 boo.